Welcome back, peeps, to Perfect.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Now with your amazing hosts, Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode is sponsored by Builder.io, visually build on your tech stack. What up, peeps? Hello. I'm gonna, Hello, welcome. Oh, that sounds important. I don't know. <laughs> We have a returning guest back today, Colby Fayak. How are you doing, Colby? I'm doing fine. How are both of you? Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Anytime. Anytime you want to come back, we are here. We love Space Jelly here. So I don't even know if you can see it. I have one right there. <laughs> a lovely little <laughs> sticker board. Kind of. I thought my cat was cool until Space Jelly showed up. It's like, damn it. <laughs> That's awesome. Your cat's still pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so what we're diving into today is optimizing your media experience. And I think since the last time we talked, I believe, Colby, you started at Cloudinary. Is that correct? That is true. I'm on the developer experience team uh, as an engineer. And you know, I'm having a lot of fun working with the Cloudinary product. That's awesome. You and I were actually on on Discord the other night, kind of going back and forth with a, a little play tool. Maybe I'll I'll show off in a little bit later. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds fun. Cool. Um, so for those who who didn't see you last time, can you just give a, a brief synopsis of Space Jelly and who KB, Colby Fack is all about? Sure. So uh, I kind of live in the developer world as a developer advocate, educator, uh, front-end engineer, UX designer. And I have this Space Jelly thing that you might have heard about just now. Uh, that That's kind of where I put my uh, articles and kind of focus my content around. Um, that also includes a YouTube channel where typically with my articles, I'll do a video along with it. Um, but also have some courses and you now generally just trying to teach the world some awesome web dev tools. I love it. That's Lots really cool. of Jamstack goodness there. <laughs> yes, yes. Love the Jamstack. Yeah, so uh, I think you also, can you talk about uh, the Apple tools that you were working on? Sure, sure. So, thing, uh, right? Brittany always yeah, tells me Apple tools. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Apple tools. That's absolutely right. No, uh, Apple tools was awesome. Um, I just personally wasn't as invested in testing as I probably should have been. Um, and I wanted to work with something that was more kind of in my wheelhouse, um, where, of course, I totally understand the importance of testing. Like, I absolutely think it's critical, but it's just not a passion of mine for what I wanted to teach. Um, so that's kind of what brought me out of Apple Tools. Um, and if you need visual testing, I definitely still recommend Apple Tools because it's an amazing product. But um, now I'm happily at Cloudinary and I get to work with media. And there's a lot of awesome use cases with media and how I can integrate that into a lot of different solutions. So it's been a lot of fun being able to teach people that. There are absolutely. We were talking a little bit before stream that Cloudinary just has so many use cases. And I mean, for those that don't know, can you just give us a brief synopsis of what Cloudinary is and what it does? Sure. So Cloudinary is a media platform and it has a couple different angles at it where probably the thing you see the most is uh, media delivery, where you can 
uh, well, deliver your media, like, you know, provide a URL on their CDN, but you can also transform that media. So that might be simply resizing it, or you can do things like add different effects to your media. You might've seen some cool examples from like Jason Langsdorf, where you can create uh, dynamic social media cards. That's one of the really cool kind of uh, viral examples that we've seen around the community. But um, on top of that- be- a sneak peek to my perfect pig later. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, on top of that, like, it's not just images, like there's video, you can even uh, transform audio, um, but that's all on the delivery side. So there's also the, the digital asset management side where you can store your media that you'll eventually uh, deliver and such. Um, there's just a, it's a huge pipeline of media uh, working with media to really help both the, the, you know, from the design aspect of it all the way to the actual production and development side of it, there's just a lot of tools there to help people. Yeah, I, I experienced the the damn the digital asset management side of it um, from a couple different companies. One of the consulting companies I used to work with was uh, a office furniture manufacturer, and their iterations on the number of chairs that they have and how they can produce like. Uh, it's like a bazillion photos in Cloudinary and still get served up on that CDN so fast. It's just, it blows my mind, honestly. Um, yeah, it's pretty what's, amazing. What's one of the coolest things that you've seen, like a transform or something coming out of Cloudinary? I'm kind of curious. So, you know, with all the things I've seen, I still think it's really cool seeing all the d- dynamic images, like just simply the social media cards, because they have so much impact. Uh, like, because typically you'll see very static or plain images going through like your social feeds. But those are things that can really liven up how you're actually showing your, uh, showcasing your website on places like Twitter or, you know, the other social media sites. Um but I've also seen some cool like AR demos and uh, I don't, there's a Cloudinary Labs that has some cool stuff coming out um, that I like to kind of keep my ear to the ground too. Um, but a lot of cool stuff on its way as well. That's awesome. Um, and as you might know, there's also mediajams.dev, just a quick plug there, yeah. which uh, well Alex has written uh, on, as part of, but also there's a lot of cool use cases that you can poke around there and see cool things. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, come along a lot further than probably when my post came out. Like, there's a lot more uh, content out there than there ever was. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely quickly. It's awesome. It's a cool platform. It's it's grown up quick. You're right. Um, I so I'm kind of curious as far as optimization on the delivery side of things when we talk about it. Um, we we decided to go over to the AVIF format on Coding Cat to try to kind of reduce some things down. Do you see that kind of as a trend? Is that still beta on Cloudinary? What what's that looking like these days? So I you might be let's, wrong let's on this. Take a step back further. Maybe okay. we should explain what AVIF is first. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw an acronym out there for people. So I, I actually I don't know what the acronym stands for. I, I'm not claiming that I'm a uh, like media format expert um what i've you know and i'm learning these things as i go along i've only been here since november um but there's a lot of tools and integrations being able to take that technology that i don't even have to think about um that handles those kind of optimizations so do any of you know what it stands for i just i I was looking it up because i didn't know it says av1 image file format yeah, I'm, I'm sure people that are listening, you've probably heard of WebP, which is another format that was open sourced. But um, from what I've been seeing, AVIF seems to be even, I don't know if compressed is the, is the right word, but there's less bytes coming across for a better image, essentially. 
so it's using a different algorithm to be able to do that and there's even other algorithms that are being worked on now uh today to you know try to see if they can do better than that but it's not always as easy as avif is going to be uh a smaller file size in every single use case there are some use cases where actually webp might be um better but the cool thing about cloudary is you can specify that if you want you can just say i want avif for everything but you can also yeah. use the auto feature where what it's going to do is it's going to uh, try to determine on the cloudinary end what's going to be the best available option to deliver and it'll deliver that asset so that might be webp in the instance for your particular image does it also do that for browsers too because i know like avif is only on specific browsers for support right now so does it allow you to do that as well Yep. So it does take into consideration what browser you're on um, when actually trying to deliver it. So, so that can actually deliver an image that the browser supports. So it, it takes all that data from the request, which is pretty cool and technologically uh, awesome. If I don't, if, it is, if I do say so myself. So at what point as a developer, do you think that someone might need a media manager? Where is that line that we say, okay, now we need no more static files. We need to host this somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think really at any point, you know, if you kind of imagine your site being uh, like in a where the focus is media, where in a lot of cases it is, maybe it's e-commerce where you're trying to show your product photos. You know, if you think about it, like the earlier you get in on that ground floor, the easier it's going to be to scale that up as you get bigger. Otherwise, you'll have to deal with all the import. And of course, you know, you have to weigh those considerations against doing other things um, earlier in the lifeline. But, you know, ultimately, as early as you can, where it will be, be practical for your organization. I have to tell you, as far as Cloudinary goes, it's such a great resource for us. We've rewritten Coding Cat. We're doing another rewrite right now to another CMS. And every time I've done it, it's just like Cloudinary is still there in the background doing an amazing job. Like I never have to worry about it. Yeah. And the cool thing is no matter like where your images are sourced from, um, like you can kind of pump them in through the Cloudinary chain and ultimately deliver with Cloudinary and not really have to think about that changing CMS in the background. You can know that you're going to get that ultimate, um, you know, reliable deliver deliverability from Cloudinary. So let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit. I'm I'm trying to prep it here. I want to show off kind of Cloudinary and all its capabilities, but then also talk about like how someone might go about optimizing it too. So uh, I have some thoughts here. I might wander around, so kind of box me in as we go. Um, I'm going to open up the dashboard. Hmm, that is not showing the right one at all. Hang on. Why are you guys not seeing that tab? That is so weird. Hang on one second. You have a tab that's not showing on yeah. Chrome. That Interesting. Is, that is so bizarre. I'm going to try resharing. Oh, is it like a private I did tab instead of window? I meant to do window. Okay. <laughs> Um, so here's kind of where you end up. They just redid the dashboard, by the way. I love the changes. I don't props to whoever's working on that. Looking really sleek, yeah. Um, so it, it kind of breaks down um, usage and things like that. And the one thing that I want to point out, and I, I think when we talk about this, let me make this a little bigger. 
when we're talking about transformations, I think Colby kind of just hit on this a little bit. When you're actually pushing out images or videos, um, as those go out, if you load up a JPEG or a PNG, what's going to happen is that it needs to transform that into that AVID file. So that's that's one type. Another type could be that you want to make it round and like with a border, and that's another transformation. So we're going to touch on, hopefully, in a little bit, kind of looking at what that URL looks like um, as we go through there. The other thing to consider for all images, not just for Cloudinary, but the amount of bandwidth. So if you're using a hosting provider, almost all of them today are going to charge you for bandwidth and storage, whether it's AWS or, or Google Cloud or any of these. Um, this is how much is going I'm going to say this, but correct me, across the wire, essentially, right? On the storage side, this is just how much is actually in that dam itself. So the physical amount of data. We apparently have, I don't know how this is possible, but 6.7 gigs worth of images floating around. I guess we do have a couple movies out there. So that's like half of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the easy way to think about media. Now, what I want to do is kind of show off um, like just how how you can go about. I, I don't know why I have this Chuck Norris, but I'm afraid to take it down because it probably exists. I'm down with some Chuck Norris. Uh, it's just like, have you guys ever heard about Chuck Norris, his ability to cure cancer? I feel like a bad dad joke is coming. Chuck Chuck Norris can cure cancer with his tears, but he's never cried in his life. Oh, God. Wow. Come on, no, no pity just... clap, nothing. Okay, I knew it I'm giving a pity nod. <laughs> yeah. So one of the one of the cool things about Cloudinary is they have a ton of SDKs. So when I start to, pity nod, oh man, when I when I start to uh, look at our kind of this is our backend like repository of stuff. So for example, we just I just pushed out this um, kind of demo, which is my perfect pick. So maybe I shouldn't, you know, tell too much, but oh well, it's ruined. Um, so in the back end, I loaded up all these photos, but the way that we can use this, um, let me bring up our, our coding cat sanity IO back end here. What we actually do, Brittany and I can log in here, and as we're writing things, for example, on this post, we can actually load up photos. So like this cover photo. Even though we're in Sanity and typically your images in Sanity, they host on their own CDN. I like Cloudinary because I can use it anywhere um, and it's not so baked into these different places. So if I, if I click select, what's going to happen is Cloudinary actually has an SDK that pops up. And you'll notice in here when this is actually not the select, but here's the same thing that, um, that you can load within the Cloudinary media side of things. So that's how we can go in and pick our files. Now, typically what we're loading up here is we're dropping something out of Figma, probably a PNG into Cloudinary. But let's let's take a look at this page real quick. And this is where I'll probably need uh, Colby's help a little bit here. So this is, this is the full image that's going out, but I just wanna show you if I copy this image address and paste it, You'll notice here a couple things. Can you guys see that? Okay, let me boost that up a little. Yeah. So we actually do F auto C limit 
So F, F auto is the format and it's going to allow you to check that. And we'll talk a minute about how it actually works under the hood. The C limit, is that is that cropping to a certain aspect ratio? Is that yeah, C is going to be the uh, crop. I would need to okay. see what limit specifically does. But yeah, that's I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the width, of course, is 1920. Maybe that's what it, it's, it's limiting it to 1920. Um, and then Q auto. So that is the quality representation as well. So not only can you do a quality piece of this, but you can also do um, the format. So if I look at this right now, what this is actually showing, and I hope this shows up okay. Let me uh, switch this. Oh my goodness, where is... Sorry, I have my uh, developer tools floating <laughs> all over the place. Uh, let me bump this up. I always struggle with that too. A little. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to reload this page, and we'll see what happens. Why can't I see it? You're looking for the network it's so Yeah, it's so small, I can't. Yeah, I think there. you got to like scroll oh up goodness. somewhere there you go <laughs> uh okay so we'll go all the way up there um when we're looking at this though so what happened here on this f auto what we requested across here it actually tells it what browsers coming across what system so all of these things are normal items they, they always go across in your network calls um what's coming back at this time and where is the response? I thought it had another type of, maybe it's this, the save data. I don't know. Kobe, you might have to help me on this one. I don't, I don't know what where it actually says. For? Serving X. Oh, serving from? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was a little bit above. I thought I saw Cloudinary in there. Yeah, would, what, server is it the server, server. Is that what you're looking there's at? the server and then there's usually like a cloudinary tag but i don't see it maybe it's only is it that e -tag? goof up <laughs> so <laughs> if i were to put like something like f alec that sounds terrible but i'll put that in there um what comes back this time it should give me a response header error No, it's not. Why doesn't it like me? I don't know if that even like reloaded down there. Let's try a normal PNG. Oh, I saw something happen that time. The 200 though. There's usually like a, a type of error that you can get as you do this. I don't know. Trying yeah, I'm now. Not, so not totally sure what, what you're looking for. That's okay. I'm just probably totally off. I'll just ignore all that. Okay. So basically what I wanted to show you, every time we hit that URL, we were doing a transformation, essentially. And so if we go all the way back here to the original, this F auto one. 
So this, if I were to try and save this image, and you're not you're not going to be able to see this on screen, but when I when I click save in image, it actually comes up and says you're saving an AVIF file. That is not something that like you can hardly do anything with. Um, so it's great because the size on here is very small. So if I if I go back and look at that on the dev tool at least, you should be able to and see the size. And one thing just to clarify, so like uh, every time you hit that URL, so it'll provide that the result of that transformation, but it's definitely going to get cached on the CDN yeah. just to it's make sure that point. that's not going to happen every single time. Yeah, so actually, um, I don't know if I can invalidate, but you'll, you'll see right here um, this 12 second, 12 milliseconds right there. Um, if I do something like width 922, this is a new URL, new transformation. You should see it go a little slower this time. Okay, yeah. So Did that, that happen um, for each? So each one of those different changes to the URL made a different transformation. But if you did the same one again, that is cached. Yep. So if I if I now refresh this, and what we can do, um, let me do preserve log on here. Here is preserve log. There. Okay. So this is this is my new transformation. It's 60k. It came over in 4.96 seconds because it went out to Cloudinary servers, did some magic, did some transforming, came back with that 60k. Now, if I refresh, this is actually hitting the CDN on this second one, and you'll Cash, see, yeah, crazy small, right? So that's yeah. that's the biggest difference when you start to use transformations at a CDN edge. Uh, I don't know if this is technically edge. So I had a CDN, I'll say. Um, so yeah, that's the AVIF format. What I wanted to show is kind of the next one. If I do F underscore PNG, four hundred and seventy-five k, and this is what we're talking about as far as optimizing your media, right? So anything you push out to the web, you got to think like. Are we on mobile? Are we on, you know, large desktop? And I want a 4,000 pixel, like the differences there on media, um, the media experience, but optimizing that media experience is kind of huge. And so one thing um, that we're using, and probably there's other solutions that we could talk through as well, on Next.js, they have actually offer Next Image. So let's take a peek. Yeah, and just to kind of circle to what you were saying, like that the great thing is like there's a bunch of different aspects for how we can optimize those experiences right so right within the url like you were showing we can optimize both the format and the uh, compression of it where cloudinary is going to try to compress it to a point where it's not visually you know human visible to see any changes on it so it'll first do that it'll also optimize the format to give the the most desirable format for that browser. Um, but then, yeah, we want to make sure we're serving appropriate sizes for the devices that we're on, right? That way we can still even, you know, make those images even smaller as we can, as small as we can while providing a good experience. Yeah, that's a really great point. If I if I go back and um, bring those tools up, so the, the difference on this file, make sure the log's there, yeah. So if I if I take a look at this again, this 96 bytes, if I'm still leaving, um, let's let's do this again. AVIF. I think it was auto there. Oh, yep. Yeah, thanks. 
So if I bring over the the limit, I don't even know if it'll upscale this or not. But if there's I a weird status code that you got that time, three hundred four. Three hundred four is just a redirect. That's, oh. that's why it's hitting the CDN. So if I go to a four thousand pixel, let's see what this does. So six and a half seconds, sixty k, and let's just refresh it once, just so we're hitting the CDN. So that's that's the difference on the CDN hit as well. Um, one hundred forty-three bytes versus ninety-six for that four thousand. And if so I... the interesting thing is, I think because you're using the limit feature, it's it's not gonna grow unless it has to. So that's why it's still that smaller size. It's still, like if you look up in the tab. It mm -hmm. still shows it's 1920 um, because you're saying you don't want it to grow past that as opposed to forcing it to grow that. So I think maybe if you put scale instead of limit, I think that'll grow it. I think that's what you were trying to do. Could um, could we see too, like how, so we're playing with a URL in a physical like address bar, but we're going to be doing this in code or in Cloudinary. Like where are we actually adjusting this and choosing our, options so to speak oh for sure yeah so like yeah. of course doing some of these simpler things you, you can easily do it with the urls we're seeing but um you know as you start getting more advanced and probably generally best practice you want to be working with the sdks in order to do that that way you know you have access to all the features you need and you're not having to manually construct a url which can be um you know prone to errors if you mess up one slash or something somewhere. Um, you know, depending on where you're going, there's a ton of SDKs. Uh, there's client-side, there's node-based. Um, I like using the node-based. Typically, you'll see me doing that in Next.js apps and, like, get static props or something like that. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of different SDKs for whatever your use case. Yeah, so I guess that brings up another... We, we, yeah. we, can, we can switch over to a code example if you're ready. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm I'm curious too about the SDKs and the available formats for like different frameworks and stuff and what's available. Yeah, absolutely. Um let me let me bring that up first if I can find it. Yeah, let's show pricing and like frameworks before we jump into code and then I want to see like Yeah, and then talk to Kobe about like them sponsoring us too. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh so let's let's take a peek. Here's pricing. Free. That's the best pricing you can get. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a very generous it's a, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's I, one of the, the awesome things amazing. about it. Yeah. You can you can go a really long ways storing data. And this is true. I mean, we're talking about media optimization kind of across the board. Like you you can store a lot on all of these services now because as they say, data is cheap now and it's because of all the the cloud provider scalability at this point but cloudinary specifically has an amazing program and it's super super cheap but i mean now. look at that 25 gigabytes and twenty five thousand transformations <laughs> it's a yeah. decent chunk yeah, not not bad huh <laughs> that's yeah. a lot but it's you know, this tool and other, like, I, that's kind of, uh, what I love about the developer community that we're a part of, like the Jamstack is where you see it a lot uh, that we're working in is a lot of these companies are giving this generous free tier. And it's not just because I want to be cheap and not have to pay anything, but it's really compelling for wanting yeah. to play around with these tools and learn them and, you know, experience what they're actually providing for us as developers. That yeah. is so true. If you don't provide a free tier, there's a barrier to entry that you make inaccessible to some people. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. I won't name the cloud provider, but I had the chance to be a dev advocate for someone else and just trying to get into their, their product was, it was rough. It made barrier to entry legit. <laughs> so it, it's a big deal on the DX side, the developer experience. For sure. Um, so yeah, here's, here's kind of the backend uh, SDKs. They've got a ton, Ruby, PHP, Python, Node, Java, .NET, Go. I think those are outside of Rust, probably all the primary ones I can think of. Of all the big ones. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure about Rust. That's a great question. Um, I'm not I'm sure. Just kidding. If, I don't know anything about Rust yeah. still. Okay. It's just yeah. embarrassing. Um, the front end SDKs, I think are pretty much all of them are covered here. Uh, Brittany might want one more, but Angular yeah. <laughs> React view. We might be missing one, but um, I think the JavaScript might take care of Svelte. I think ex exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is that also Col Colby mentioned that he uses Next.js, but he uses the Node SDK and not the React SDK. So I think that might be a little something we could dive into. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, they're all great SDKs. But what I like about doing with the Node SDK is all that work of having to build the URLs. And of course, that's probably not a lot of work to begin with, right? But I can do all of that before it actually hits the page so that all the page knows when it loads in the browser is that it has this URL that it's delivering. It doesn't have to worry about any of that client side. So I'm going to do, you know, I, I should show this first before I kind of dive into it too far. Um, let me reshare the correct screen. So I threw this together um, this weekend because my brain was hurting about doing all this video editing at work and for Coding Cat and for Perfect Dev. And it was just like, I cannot get the right, like actual image transformations going. And so I put together this um, React on Remix. I want to check out Remix too. So on Remix, I threw together this little application that basically takes in what your screen is. And this is kind of a representation of your screen. And it breaks it up into um, different blocks. And these are for Divi. Divi is a, a window manager that lets you resize applications. So I think people on Windows do, what's it called? Power, Power Toys. Power Toys. Um, it's very similar. So you could use it for the same thing if you have this problem. Um, so often your menu bar is going to be in the way for like a 4K screen, let's say. So on a 4K screen, if you have a 24 pixel menu bar, you can't get to a 1920 by 1080 resolution or a 4K resolution that's 16 by 9 um, because it's removing pixels off the top. So you end up with bars and it's really, really annoying. Um, so what I did was I threw together just this quick little form. And then on the bottom, what you can do is you can switch how many rows you want. And as I do that, in the background, Cloudinary SDK for, uh, for Cloudinary, Cloudinary SDK, I said the choice, um, is actually calling up, doing a live transformation and representing this with what they call overlays. So we're actually pulling a one by one pixel image that actually stretches across using all these different overlays. And we're going to dive into the code and I'll, I'll show you what it looks like. Cause Brittany's face just said, what? yeah, I just, <laughs> that's a one pixel by one pixel image. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, so that we'll, is crazy. Uh, 
we'll dive in here and kind of switch gears a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I had to pin Kobe because I was like, I'm doing this with text overlays and this feels wrong. And he's like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> well, it's funny, Tommy, because I was just kind of figuring out how to do something, you know, not similar to the use case, but similar to the uh, the image stretching with something I was working on. Let's see. Let's, bump that up a yeah, couple. Let's, let's bump this. Let's go there. There we go. Okay. okay. So essentially, um, this is just a little utility file that I have served out here. And when you go into it, and maybe I should back up a second. Um, the Remix layout, it's pretty pretty similar to Next.js or anything else that has client and server-side routing. The interesting part is they have kind of some fun little like entry client, entry server type of areas. Check it out. I haven't dove like really, really deep into it, but it separates a little bit more of the server versus client, whereas Next puts it all in kind of one file. So some differences there. Speaking um, of something that took that away is, the barrier to entry. Yeah, for sure. Is, is that intended to be React server uh, versus client? Uh, I believe so. Right? Yes. Um, cool. Again, I haven't done an expert yet. yet. Still trying to figure it out, but I thought it'd be fun. I, primarily for this example, we're only using the the client side, essentially. Um, so let me jump back um, on the on the main page. So they have this file called routes or this this directory called routes, and on this, I just have the index kind of. There's not much going on here. Um, I pass in just kind of some of the values that are in state and things like that um, down to a function. And essentially what we really end up with is this advanced image. That you we said the Cloudinary SDK too, but we saw that there were a couple of different ones. Which one are you using for this? So this is specifically the React SDK. So the client side. Client React. side, yes, thanks. Okay. Well, it looks yeah. like you're using two, right? You're using the URL gen with the React SDK? Am I, um, am I right there? Good question. Uh, yes, so the URL gen I actually use um, when you click on the uh, preview image, it generates a bigger image using the URL gen. Mm -hmm. I know it's a little weird, but I'll, I'll kind of show you as well. Um, <laughs> I'm in the wrong file. There we go. So yeah, as this kind of comes down through here, let me make this bigger. There's a there's a lot of just gibberish math type stuff. I don't love math either. Go check the out the blog if you want to understand it more. <laughs> um, so, it, it took me way too long to do the math. So that's your calculations to like shrink and do your changes. Yeah, essentially what this is, the calculation that's occurring here is when you have that uh, like 4, 4K is 3840 by 2160, mm -hmm. when you remove out of that menu bar the 24 pixels from 2160, that 3840 has to become something less to do uh, actual 16 by 9, like ratio, to keep that ratio going. Um, so with that example, you usually end up with a screen width of or a window width of 3797-ish. And so that gives you margins on the side. Those were the red things that were kind of showing off on the side of about 21 pixels. And that kind of keeps everything pretty close to 16 by 9. 
<laughs> I know this is it's a messy example, but I thought it was kind of fun. Um, so as, when we when we get down in here, the the core of this or the crux of it, it starts right here with this resize. Um, what I'm saying for my image is this base image right here. All this is, and I, I am using a 16 by 9 here, 16 pixels by 9 pixels. I thought that would work out better, but it really doesn't matter. This could be a, a one pixel um, image. This pixel right here that we're actually overlaying is a one pixel image, one by one gray pixel. That, that's all this is. But we're telling uh, Cloudinary to make sure that you resize this according to the correct width and height for each box. So if you remember the boxes that were up there, there's a light gray, a dark gray, a light gray, a dark gray. Mm -hmm. um, this first one that we're actually doing is the menu bar. Forgot about that. So that one's green. And then we have the two margins. So we have to lay out a left box, a right box that are red. And then I start doing the alternating down here, the light gray, dark gray. And again, bunch of math just to figure out how big those boxes should be. Um, a bunch of math and nested loops. Woo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know there's probably a better way to do that, but my brain was there. Um, so we're doing rows by columns and creating every box for each row by column combination. And then, um, yeah, the colorize feature there, that's what's telling it to um, switch the row color, the light or dark. So, I mean, what here is specifically Cloudinary? So we're doing like transformations there. I see new transformations, new positions. Yep. This this whole thing is all, all Cloudinary. It's Except for kind weird. of the math and like the looping and those things you yeah. had to do for, yep. okay. And all this essentially is doing um, at the end of it is creating one of those URLs that can tell Cloudinary's API, go do all of this stuff and send me an image back. And it's stitching all of that together. Yeah. You're so basically creating your, your artboard. You have your artboard, like you're in Figma or something. My, I, I can't do this right. Uh, you have your artboard where you're using the X and Y to position each block. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can think of it just like you would any other design program, but you're able to use Cloudinary to dynamically say in each of those spots what you want to place in those spots. And in your case, you're using that one pixel to stretch it out. And you can kind of think of that. I don't know if you remember back in the days of the web when we'd use like tables and, you know, we'd use little spacer images that were transparent pixels and we'd stretch them out to fill out the, you know, the spacing that we needed to. So it's the same kind of concept, um, but we're taking that image and then we can apply whatever color we want with that colorize. And it's just a, it's a good way to be able to take that base image and kind of transform it to your particular use case dynamically. Yep. Instead of making it with CSS, you made it with JavaScript and Cloudinary. Right, right. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, the the cool part and the whole deal at the end of this, uh, let me share my other screen again. So when you get actually completely done with all of this, this is just a, a preview. When you when you click on this, it actually does fire that full URL. So Here's that complete URL. The difference on this one is that instead of that preview image, which is like uh, very small, I don't even remember the width. I actually tell this the exact width I want it. So 3840 is a 4K uh, image. So when I click on this thing, 
and dive in, now um, you see the full image download. Why are there multiple things? Like in between, there's more slashes, there's more transformations on this. Uh, help me understand what you're asking. Are you talking about like the URL itself? The URL itself has like multiple things. So he's adding a transformation for each one of these blocks, right? Each one oh, of these okay. color blocks. Yeah. And so essentially every time you have one of those, you need to add the the set of that inside the URL. So that's also why I don't recommend, you know, <laughs> manually trying to figure this all out in the URL. And, you know, while it's doable, you're basically re-engineering what the SDKs are meant to do, right? So uh, I would recommend making your life easier and using the SDKs. <laughs> The, the SDK almost tells you like the English version of this is what we're going to do and we'll make this right. thing for you <laughs> instead of RGB six, six colorize layer this like it gets a little intense. You could do it totally. Um, I have done it in the past. I think before the, the SDKs were like very prominent. I just wrote my own URL stringer together in JavaScript. So I feel like a lot of people who learn Cloudinary kind of go through similar stages where all they know is we have this cool URL that we can transform with little tags, right? But then, you know, as we're getting the use cases together and figuring out what more we can do with it, we understand that, yeah, it'd probably be a good idea to stop trying to do this manually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you got nothing out of out of all of this, <laughs> what, what I've trying to like tell people on the as far as optimizing your media experience is make sure that not only your dx side your developer experience is solid so using a tool like aws or something where you're you're able to uh sorry not aws like cloudinary um where it's going to take care of all these transformations and checking the browser and all of this stuff it's done for you you don't have to use like an AWS or a GCP and just throw it in a storage bucket and then only be able to resize it. Like it, it does so much more for you. The packages in Next.js or Gatsby or, I don't know, there's a few others that actually then use the browser to understand, is this image in view yet? If not, don't load it. Things like that to optimize. Now you're actually taking and optimizing for smaller devices. So if I'm on 3G, just show me that one picture at the top. Don't keep loading all of these. And you can go through a, a couple different ways of doing that. Maybe you want the first three to show or something like that. But that's kind of the progression that we've gotten to on the web. And I just want to encourage that as best as possible. There's some fun like design transformations too that you can do with Cloudinary too, right? It's not just like size yeah. and scale and format. You can do like sepia and different like colors on there. Yeah, for sure like i i feel like the the auto format and optimization like those are the they're, they're just so compelling the bread and butter practical yeah as practical use cases for just like blanket helping your user experience and performance right um but there's so much that you can do on top of that like you were saying that you know the social images and i keep coming back to that example because that's something that we all see every day as we're you know it is and it's something everyone wants to automatically generate so i i definitely agree that that is one of the biggest draws to it yeah and one of the cool things even on this one that you can just tell it this g face take the gravity up to the person's face. So now it's a student facial recognition and <laughs> crop it to this this size. Right? Okay, it's a creepy you're opening AI up a there. whole nother, you're 
you know, yeah, where you can do face detection out of the box with the gravity parameter, but you even on top of that, there's add-ons that you can do, and it's one of the uh, tutorials that I actually did on SpaceJelly.dev where uh, Google's uh, it's called Vision AI, where you can Mm -hmm. enable this add-on, and you can actually tag all of your images as you're uploading them, so you can actually, you know, have those keywords um, that makes it searchable or, you know, just simply organizing. Kind of like if you're using Google Photos and you search cat and you can see all the cats in your library, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a little pricey. So make sure you're ready to use it. (laughs) It has has a free tier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Don't don't do what I did and load 10,000 photos and realize, oops. 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 (laughs) All right, I think it's time to jump into our perfect picks. Colby, you get the awesome pleasure of going first. Sure. So yeah, I think my my two picks are two different TV shows this time. And now the first one's Ozark. I I just finished the first part of the last season of this. And as I was telling you all earlier, I just I didn't realize that it was the first part. So I got to the end of it and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Thinking that there was more coming, um, but no, I I love this show, and it's definitely a dark show, uh, not just visually. Like it's a dark theme show, um, but it's a lot of fun, and I I really like Jason Bateman, and I think yeah, it it's is a, it's a really such interesting a good drama. Story. As I try to always say, folks, TVMA on this one. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this one I'm guessing has the same rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be even uh you know more adult related because this one is definitely edgier but it's it's a lot of fun you know it's one of those types of uh superhero movies where they're kind of taking it off to that weird edge right if you've seen suicide squad it's kind of taking that up another notch right um just getting out there definitely not your traditional uh superhero movie and it's it's a lot of fun it's pretty hilarious um but it's definitely not for the faint of heart it's intensely odd for me, but I can't resist watching it every week. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm drawn it's, in it's for some very weird. weird. Is that John Cena? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's amazing. He's absolutely oh, amazing. Hilarious. Yeah. So John Cena played Peacemaker in Suicide Squad, and then they made this whole series. Oh, okay. It. I think James Gunn, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I think this is Britney's pick. Yeah, my first take is... I have the same shirt, actually. Wow, that is crazy. (laughs) Not intentional. But this is all about the social images we've been talking about. So the social media cards, Colby has a great video on YouTube showing you how to do that. I think it's with Next, right? Yep, yep, yep. Basically all my tutorials are Next.js, but yeah. With (laughs) Next.js, so Yeah. (laughs) We've got to get him into the Svelte world a little bit. That's that's my Next project. This is uh this is reminding me. When is uh Jamstack usually? Don't we have two a year? In the fall, right? Yeah, is there two like, a year? I can't remember. Two? This I just remember. happened in October. That sounds November. Right. Yeah, and they had those really awesome badges, and I was thinking yeah, that was a cool. They were really cool. Show is what makes it you know compelling use cases of why what makes this stuff cool because anybody was able to register and they immediately were able to have their own badge that they were able to share online that's really cool yeah it was pretty cool oh this is funny that this is my perfect pick i didn't even mean to but if you've been watching like i've been drinking out of this the whole entire time these are 
fantastic water bottles. They're fairly cheap. This one is the 40 ounce, so it's pretty big. I can drink two of them and know I'm getting my water in for the day. And I have one that fits in my cup holder that's 24 ounces, and I love them. They keep liquid cold or hot, whatever you're drinking. It's good. <laughs> Seems cup like holder size a, is important. <laughs> they're out of the 40 ounces, it appears. Oh, there I'm sure there's like other vendors that sell it on Amazon, especially like you can, mm -hmm. but they're really good. I, I like it to have a little pop straw. So it goes up and down and tuck it away. Oh yeah, that is nice. Uh, my perfect pick is the thing that we just went through. Um, <laughs> it's probably got uh, the corresponding blog. I should probably mention uh, out here on our blog. Check that out. That's that's the first thing. Um, I stole I stole Kobe sent me a private link as we we're chatting. I'm just gonna steal this for my other one too. <laughs> oh yeah. How to adopt AVIF for images with Cloudinary. We I'm were hoping... talking earlier in the show about how you can use uh, how you can get your account set up with AVIF. Yeah, I'm hoping or, like yeah. this is this is probably still a beta ish thing. I'm hoping it goes full time soon. So the, the only exactly in the life cycle it is the only the only big piece with this one currently, and it might remain this way because it it takes so much processing. I think we pay double on transformations for AVIF versus WebP. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's a a bigger opt in type thing. What's the browser support like for AVIF? AVIF's almost across the board. Fully supported. For modern. I, for I modern. felt like there was one that I couldn't see it on. Was it Firefox? That's still. Oh no, Firefox is good. It's Safari that's lagging. I it's like Edge, but Edge is running Chrome. There's one of but them. But the cool that's thing Safari. is, you don't have to worry about that. You right. said it's an auto, and exactly. it'll take care of it for you, right? Yeah, that's nice. That's the best part. So <laughs> I, I, I need to go try, yeah, Safari out and see if it serves WebB or what it's serving up there. Cool. That's a good idea. Well, Colby, really appreciate your time. It was cool to check out yeah. Cloudinary. It's been a minute. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm still an MDE, so I love Cloudinary. Um, there you I go. love the unicorn. I, I have stickers if anybody wants any. <laughs> but uh, we love having you on, and we hope to have you back soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me again. Thank you. Take care. I'll see you later. Bye, Bye everyone. Buddy.